What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. You know them. They're part of our family. We're part of their family. We all go to Green Mountain Dental to get our teeth cleaned, and you should as well, because not only is it a great family experience, you can talk Broncos with them. You can talk all Colorado sports. But additionally, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental, they'll hook you up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's all you have to do. You're going to the dentist anyways. Might as well get a free Sonicare toothbrush out of it by scheduling a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, so stop by there, then come over to the bar after with your free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. We are DNVR and we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR Bar. The A stands for awards. Giving out some mid-season awards today. (laughs) Um, You guys did a little uh, mid-season grades Mm -hmm. yesterday. Today we're going to go mid-season NFL awards and see if any Broncos can maybe sneak Mm -hmm. one in there. I have a feeling at least one will get one. I like this. I like this. And I think I know where you're going with that. But Ryan, really quick, talking about yesterday's conversation, we went through and did not intentionally do this. I actually didn't even realize until after the pod. Well, I don't want to lead you. Okay. How, who deserves in terms of position groups, who deserves an A on this team, 10 games into the season? Mm, No one. Or does any, no one. Then we did it right. We weren't too negative. I was wondering if we were being too harsh. Now, we did give out, I think, two B-pluses, or maybe even, I think, three B-pluses. I think a cornerback, safeties, and running backs all got a B-plus. But, okay, good. Well, we're all on the same page there. Yeah, um, if it weren't for three fourth-quarter fumbles in the last three games— Uh, from the running backs, I would be willing to give them an A. That was exactly the conversation we had. And with cornerback, uh, they're trending in the right direction, but you can't have as many bad games as that group collectively had and get an A. Also, it is unbelievable how they give up a long long touchdown in every first quarter. (laughs) Now, that's not always the the corners. Sometimes it's the safeties who have been the culprits. But, I mean, this last one was unlucky because, again, I feel like Pat Sertan made about as good of a play as you can on that ball. Still a long touchdown yep. in the first quarter to a wide receiver. And maybe that one was in the second. Early second? Was it early was it late first? I don't know. Around there. It's to go up ten zero. Yep. Um so it was yeah. the first, because I think they were down ten zero at the end of one. Yeah, okay. So it's it is mind boggling. Yep. <laughs> that's a great point. Always with those guys in the first quarter. Yep, yep, yep. It, yeah, that's uh that that really so I, I'm curious where if we're not given any A's, where the where the Broncos may get an award here. Yeah, and and we'll get there. We'll get there. Of course, we want to give a shout out to msudenver.edu slash online. 
the best place to get an online education, not only if you live in Denver, but if you live anywhere, you can get your online education through MSU Denver from the comfort of your own home. So hit them up msudenver.edu slash online today my boy ryan i mean the vibes are great i can't believe it's wednesday it feels like friday vibes and uh we're coming off a great little company friends giving last night and the vibes are just great right now bye week get to step away a little bit get to get to try to separate yourself from that sunday loss a bit so um be honest what was your favorite dish of last night? Because mm. this is my favorite part about Friendsgiving. Um, my least favorite part is the name. Um, <laughs> but my favorite part. I feel like you'd be all about it. It doesn't. It's not a pun. It doesn't uh, rhyme with thanks. Um, it's true. It, it just. It's a terrible name. Um, but my favorite part about it is like, you, you know, for the most part, your family's Thanksgiving dinner has been the same your whole life, right? Yep. yep. Um, and this, like, you just get so many different things that you wouldn't have thought of. Yep. Um, I've been actually trying to change things up at my family's Thanksgiving just to <laughs> just to throw some curveballs in there. Yep. Well, and that's something that I loved about this one was there's a lot of curveballs, but Ryan, I have to go with your stuffing as the uh, best. See, you're just <laughs> gassing me up. I didn't. I, was, I said be honest. <laughs> no, seriously, your stuffing was really good. Um, this meal was. The spiciest Thanksgiving meal I've ever had. This I is mean, what we need. We we oh we we need it. It was so good. But the the tamales. Oh yeah, that you hear yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, So delicious, but it's incredibly. I mean, I think I pulled out an entire green chili in one of them <laughs> with just seeds covered in it. And then of course Brandon's uh, green, green chili, chili yeah. as well was amazing. But definitely packed a bunch. Yeah. Um. It wasn't that spicy to me. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> Um, I also, since we hosted and I was last, I filled up a Tupperware like mm. this big full of Brandon's green chili. Yep. Huge Jealous. steal. Huge steal. Um, man, I'm trying to think what my favorite was. Um, I always love the mac and cheese. Shout yep. out Kale. Yep. Um, my stuffing is really good. <laughs> we had uh, competing stuffings this year. Yes, we did. And you know, the, the people were the people spoke <laughs> with with their serving spoons and when, and when you say that with a smile i can only imagine where that's going well i have a picture on my phone <laughs> of my serving tray completely empty and marissa's you know <laughs> lagging behind a little <laughs> hers was really good hers too Hers was really good hers was really good too uh the ham yeah i was gonna say oh, my so favorite gosh. is the ham i just you know. And Blaze brought a turkey. So Blaze turkey actually nailed the turkey. Good. Yeah. And of course, canned cranberries. You can never go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got to say that the ham was so good. That needs to replace turkey. Straight up. And honestly, ham needs to or be. Or hassle at, cattle beef. Exactly. Yes. Ham or hassle needs to be at every uh, big family gathering. I, it's so much better than it's turkey. So much. Or but any, I will say, like, else. Blaze's turkey wasn't dry. Which is step one to at yep. least presenting an acceptable <laughs> yeah. turkey. And it looked really good, it was, too. Yeah, delicious. Okay. Hold on. Uh, I have oh. one question. <laughs> uh, Kale posted a tweet yesterday saying that it, just pumpkin pie is the absolute worst. Mm. So I'm interested in your takes this on that. This is a big take. Um, it's kind of... it's. It's I'm not following the up like turkey fan. sucks. It's the new trendy <laughs> take to have online, which is that pumpkin pie sucks. I'll be honest. I'm not... I wouldn't consider myself a pumpkin pie guy, but it definitely, it's definitely, it tastes good, but I'm right there with you. I mean, it's edible. I'll eat it if it's the only dessert there, but if I have a choice between pumpkin pie 
and pretty much any <laughs> other buy, I'm probably going the other buy. I'm, I'm generally with you, but it's like, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like my take about ice cream. Like, you, there's no such thing as bad ice it's cream. It's very true. It's there's good not pie. really such thing as bad pie. Yeah, no, not really. No. I, I hated apple or pumpkin pie for a while, but they say that your taste buds change every seven years. And now as an adult, I appreciate all the spices and, the, and the taste. But when I was younger, that was like, ew, what is that? Allie's key lime pie, always a star oh, of the show. So well. delicious. Yeah, that was the best dessert last night. The one dessert I didn't have, which luckily is in our fridge. <laughs> <laughs> whoever made the cherry cheese. It was cake. Kylie. Oh, okay. Well, good. She can get her serving dish back easily. Okay. <laughs> that's, I think that's So you're enough. not going to the grocery store the rest of the week? No, like, definitely yeah. not. I also got like a whole gallon Ziploc bag of ham. Mm. So we're, we're set up. <laughs> that's a, you know, that's the price. Of, absolutely. Of absolutely. Okay. Uh, let's get into these awards. Where should we start? Uh, should we just dive right into MVP? Wow. Given the, given the big payoff right away. Okay, this is such an interesting discussion uh -huh. because there was one player that I thought had a chance to run away with this thing quite going. literally yeah. um, because none of the quarterbacks have been uh, – you don't need to be perfect, but have even been like close to perfect. Right. Uh, a lot of flaws, a lot of bad games, a lot of stinkers. There was one guy out there who wasn't having any bad games, and it's Derrick Henry. Um, mm. Is that not where you thought I was going? No, it's not where I thought you were going. I had you buttered me up and then turned it around. I had invested in Derrick Henry for MVP because I thought, wow, the the you know the seas are kind of parting for him to just walk through and grab this thing because again the quarterbacks just keep kind of laying eggs left yeah. and right. Yeah. Um, and I thought, man, if he goes for, uh, you know, almost 2,500 yards in seven game, or 17 games. It's insane. Um, it, he, they're just going to say, like, I think we got to give it to him, especially yeah. since the Titans were playing so well. Yeah. Once he went down, I feel like this became a huge toss-up. And, again, he wasn't even the favorite or close to it. But I could just see it. The yeah. consistency was going to give him a really good chance at getting it. The consistency that over 2K for a second straight year. Yeah. And like you said, the quarterbacks not playing bad, but no one was separating. No one is separating themselves. And because of that. think I know where you're going, but I was wrong <laughs> last time. Because of that, I now think we might get, I mean, this. I don't want to disparage the season that he's having because it's great. <laughs> But because no one is going to jump in there, you might get like a little bit of a lifetime achievement MVP for Tom Brady. Ah, uh, so is that who you're giving it to That's right who now? I'm giving it to. That's who I'm giving it to as well. Not a shocker to, to most. But uh, yeah, and Tom really is having a, an, an incredible season. 67% completion, right. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 106 passer rating, 65 QBR. Those are all pretty much tops in the league. He's gonna throw for he's gonna throw for more touchdowns than his age. <laughs> that is insane, it, right? He's got to be on pace years. for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's on pace for just shy of fifty. That's what like, he need forty three, forty four. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's really That's impressive what he's been doing, um, and I feel like it's crazy to think like we you know we talk a lot about people being in the first year of an offense and how tough mm -hmm. that can be. Now Peyton did it too. First year of an yep. offense, win a Super Bowl, and of course, with Gary Kubiak. But for uh, for Tom to pair up with Arians last year and still go win the Super Bowl, but now what I'm seeing this year is those two really meshing from an offensive standpoint. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, how did they do that last year without this? Right. Because they're really clicking together. And 
it's been so impressive from Tom. And not a lot of people are talking about this, um, which is weird. No. But I think it's because just no, it doesn't interest anyone anymore. Yep. yep. Like even the the Tom Brady is old and still good narrative is boring to people now because we're like, yeah, we know he won a Super Bowl again last year. Yep. So I think from like a national media perspective, they're just like how long can we beat the Tom Brady drum? Like, it just doesn't get people excited anymore. But I think he's been the best player in the league so far. And because no one else wants to go – like, I think that the, the the voters would prefer to give this to a young up-and-comer. Yep. But it, it's not presenting itself for them. And they'll just say, okay, well, you got to give it to Tom Brady. We'll do it again. Uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. And the bummer about this, Ryan, is you said kind of every quarterback's had a, a down game. Tom Brady's most two recent games are down, down games, games, and yeah. that's why you just don't feel so emphatic about giving it to him. But yep. at the end, you step back, you look at the numbers, you look at the team, you look at what we probably expect to be in the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl, if not winning the Super Bowl, and you say, okay, fine, we'll give it to Tom, like you said, kind of a lifetime achievement award. Yep. The past two, the, the first seven games of the season run, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions. He was on pace for over 50 touchdowns, and he's still right around there, I think just under now. The past two games, though, he has not been nearly as good. Six touchdowns, really impressive in three games, mm. or in two games, and before picks. Yeah. Four picks, and obviously coming off, th those were both losses to New Orleans and Washington. Right, and again, I would love to say, like, oh, he just blew his MVP chance, but, like, you know, go look at the last couple games for Josh Allen, or go look at the last couple right. games for Lamar Jackson. They've right. been down, too. Right. Um, and it's a conversation Dre and I had yesterday. We've had it a lot, but we had it yesterday on bets as we were doing guess the lines. And I kept saying like, Ooh, this team's on fraud alert. Oh, this team's on fraud alert. And I was like, I think every team in the NFL is on fraud yeah. alert right now. Yeah. Meaning they have, they are on the verge of everyone being like, Oh, they're not as good as we thought they were, but we almost have to lower our expectation for what a good team looks like this year because Every team has been fraudulent around one corner or another. Yep. Um, like Tom Brady and those guys should have never lost to the football team. They also should have never lost to the Saints. Now, the Saints kind of have their number, uh, which is interesting, but should have never lost this last week. I thought, um, speaking the Bills this... lost to the Jags. <laughs> yeah. The Ravens got smoked by the Dolphins. With right. Tua coming off the bench with the broken finger. Uh, it's exactly. I, I mean, Every team looks bad. That was just this week. All <laughs> yeah. of those are just this week. Right, right. Every team looks bad. It's kind of mind-boggling. Um, and so we'll get to best team, but it's a fascinating discussion mm -hmm. too. Not, I don't even think there's one team that looks good. No, it's it's really, really true. And Ryan, I got to say the guy I thought you were going to first, then I thought the guy you were going to second, I thought you were going to try to go for Kyler Murray. Oh, uh, okay. And now he has been injured the past two games, yeah, so I, th I think that's when his MVP kind of died off. No, it can take off again if he only misses two games in the season. Uh, but you being a Kyler guy, I thought you were going to go that way. But then not only missing the past two games, Ryan, his worst game was the one right before that. Yep. So, I mean, it, ju it just talks straight to that. He had two picks, no touchdowns in that game, and that lost to Green Bay. Yeah, it's so weird. I mean, because the Cardinals, it was like, oh, okay, they're legit. Now – they probably have the best excuse, right? Absolutely. Um, they've been down Kyler. They've been down DeAndre Hopkins. But... JJ. Right. JJ's down. Now, that he's not coming back. Right. So, you know, that's part of the, the narrative. But they probably have the best excuse. The question is, like, 
is Kyler, what's up with Kyler? Now, I think they're, they're thinking that he's going to play this week, um, but they also were like trying to sign dudes off the Chiefs practice squad yesterday <laughs> to add to their quarterback room, which doesn't give anyone any uh, you know good feelings. Was it Shermer? Were, were they trying to get uh, Shermer's Shane kid? Bouchelle. Oh. Uh, the Texas kid. Yeah, that doesn't give you much hope. No. Now, again, they just have no depth. Um, and I was listening to the PHNX Cardinals guys talk about this and gal, uh, and they said, um, you know, they don't have anyone to play Russell Wilson in practice. So, you know, mm, um, okay, they they have two injured quarterbacks and uh, Chris Strevler, Strevler. <laughs> um, so they don't they don't like he's taking all the reps. Right. They don't have they don't even have a practice right. squad guy. Wow. So they needed to do something. Yeah. Um. But anyways. They have the best excuse for why they haven't looked good recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, you know, uh, and momentum is a hard thing. It doesn't just come right back. Right. So it's pretty, pretty interesting. And I would have probably had Kyler there if it weren't for the injuries. I mean, if you miss three games, it's kind of yep. tough. Yep. Yep. It, it really is. It really is. Now he can take off because no one's taken off with this. But mm-hmm. Ryan, I, I think I think we're both good with Tom there. Yep. All right, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year. And I guess we'll do this kind of how the NFL does it, where you just don't give it to the MVP. MVP. So we'll put Tom to the side here. And uh, this would absolutely be Derrick Henry if he wasn't getting the MVP. But obviously, Derrick is not here. Now we have a new rushing leader uh, in the NFL right now, which is Jonathan Taylor. And you told me before the show that he just took over Derrick Henry. I actually think he – do you have the numbers? He has – I don't have Derrick's numbers I want to say he might actually be tied with Derrick Henry right now. Really? Yeah. I'm I'm pulling it up right now. But that could have been like he was – I saw a graphic where they were where they were even. It might have been that they were even at like halftime of the game. Mm, Jonathan Taylor has 937 rushing yards, and Derrick Henry has 937 okay. rushing yards. You're They're right. tied. That's incredible. Derrick Henry's been down for what three weeks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I'm. I was wow. gonna win that bet, and it was a good yep, one. You were. I really think I was. Um. Yeah, I mean, he is it. Maybe it's the fault of just playing in Indianapolis. Um, obviously it wasn't yeah. a big problem when Peyton was there, but it's a little different now. And no one's even talking about Jonathan Taylor. No, that's why I was shocked to see it. I mean, almost a thousand yards through half a season. No one's talking about him. Who's got the most touchdowns? Uh, rushing touchdowns? Or Yeah, it's probably going to be rushing touchdowns. Well, let's see. Receiving touchdowns, you have my guy, who I'm going to hold for a second, who has 10. Rushing touchdowns, it is James Conner. Speaking oh of PHNX. God. He has been a machine. He has, he's been a machine in the red zone, but like, he's he, not getting it. He only has 439 rushing yards. Yeah, so he's certainly not getting it. I think we've got an Amber Alert or something. Yeah, right sadly. Um, okay, I want to hear yours. So, because I, 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 I'm gonna just end up giving it to a quarterback if if I don't hear something better. So mine, I'm going to the wide receiver position, and I'm going Cooper Cup. Just okay. with how dominant he's been, Speaking and I of mean fraud alert. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh, the Rams the past two games. Matt Stafford looks like an entirely different person. Like yes, someone he does. Someone used the Y word. You know what the Y word is? 
No. <laughs> Ted Lasso says you're never supposed to say it out loud, but uh, the yips. Oh, yep, yep, yep. And like that's as good of an explanation for what he's it looked is. like the last couple of weeks as I can, if I, as I've heard. It really is. That's exact. And Sean McVay looks like completely human again. Yep. We've seen that a couple of times from Sean McVay now. Really and weird. Cooper Cup, even on uh, even on Monday night, he dropped a, a pass on third down that hit him right in the hands yeah. from Stafford. Really weird. I mean, you add Vaughn, you add OBJ, I know, I and know. it all goes downhill. I know. Uh, poor Vaughn. Yeah, he can't win. Misses out on the Cowboys win. <laughs> yeah. Gets two ugly losses. Yep. He's getting, you know, dumped by George Kittle. Yep. Now, everyone oh. conveniently Ooh. ignored the chip block that, you know, threw him off. But it's, still yeah, really... Yeah, got him off balance. Yeah, yeah, still a really impressive finish by Kittle. And, yep. Uh, also, people, no one talked about the fact that the, the run went for a loss of yards. Oh, wow. But he set the edge that good? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know if he set the edge that good, but he was in the right position. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Man, Vaughn, maybe it's just the way he looked on camera to me uh, or first couple games. He doesn't look happy there. He sure doesn't, but Wins I mean, change I, that. I would, you go somewhere thinking like, I finally am going to win and you lose <laughs> two in a row. It's got to suck. Especially blowouts. Not even close. Yep. No, he wasn't on the field for the Titans one, but still. I mean, yeah, the, like those are like ba- as bad as it gets Broncos level blowouts. <laughs> Seriously, he said, "Man, I wish I could have been there for the Eagles game. It wasn't that bad?" Right, right. <laughs> it's like at least they were in the game in the fourth quarter. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Cooper Cup's tearing it up. I mean, he has ten more catches than the second guy in Tyreek Hill. He has eighty-five catches, a thousand one hundred and forty-one yards in ten games. I mean, he's on pace to to almost have two thousand receiving yards. He has over two hundred, or he has nearly two hundred receiving yards more than the second guy, Debo Samuel. Unbelievable. Yep. Debo. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea he was up there either. Um, he's he's been killing it for my fantasy team, but I didn't realize that it was like to that level. And now he's a running back too. <laughs> he's in everything. <laughs> Another guy that we saw at the Senior Bowl that we were like, yep. that guy's really really good. Yep. Um. I guess I'll give it to him, too. I was just going to end up giving it to Kyler Murray and just say, like, Fair. okay, well, you can't get MVP when you miss right. all those games, right. but I can get, I can give you OPOY. And I can see that. Yep. I can absolutely see that. All right, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Who's the defensive player of the year? And to me, there's one guy who is absolutely running away with this. Who is it? Miles Garrett. Ooh. He's on pace for 20-sack season. He's got 13 sacks Maybe even more than that. That was at like halftime uh, of, of the uh, the New England game. Now, obviously, that game didn't go well, but he still got a sack. Yep. He was on the board, 13 sacks. Uh, he looks like the the number one overall pick from a couple years ago. Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, and a lot of people were like, I don't know, kind of going after him after this last game where, of course, they just get trounced by the Patriots. But – if yeah. you watch the tape, it had almost nothing to do with Miles Garrett. He's getting pressure. He's getting back there. He's getting doubled. He's getting chipped. Mm-hmm. Um, doing anything and everything he could uh, while the rest of the defense was just garbage. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of just uh, ups and downs with good teams, good players this year, the Browns. I mean, it, five weeks, six weeks ago, uh Mace was making the case that that the Browns game was the most difficult game on the Broncos schedule, including the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Now, that game also doesn't look as daunting as it has. Now, maybe it does look daunting after what they did this past week. But, I mean, the Browns have just completely fallen off, and I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and blow some team out this next week. Yeah, we're about 
two weeks away from be, from looking back on what all the things that were said about the Chiefs and laughing. Yeah, about uh, all the bad stuff. Well, especially because other team they looked bad at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. when everyone else was looking good. You know, the Bills and those right. teams and the, even the Bucks. Um, and then now those teams are trending down and they're trending up. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Two, three weeks from now, the Chiefs are going to be like number one in people's power rankings. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That crazy stat you told me about the second half defense. Yes. Yeah, I think it, it's either that over the last three or last four games, they've given up the lowest amount of points in the second half uh, over a three or four game stretch of any team ever. 21 points <sighs> given up in the second half. Over, I think, a four-game stretch. That is insane. And honestly, that's the most deflating thing that I could have heard about the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes has been the worst quarterback that he's been in his career at the beginning of this season. Come on. Everyone knew that he was going to change, and it seems like he changed. Five touchdowns, 400 yards against the Raiders. Yeah, it seems like he's okay. But I think everyone, or at least I was, getting to the point of saying, it's just Chiefs defense is so bad. Maybe they'll figure it out, but it's going to be their a bottom 10 defense instead of being the worst defense. But if they're figuring it out where they're actually good, oh, man, then we're just talking about another great Chiefs team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say the Raiders offense is useless without Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Um, which, remember, Mace brought it up. Mm-hmm. They, in the last year, they didn't win a single, games that Henry Rugg, uh, a single game that Henry Ruggs didn't play in. Yeah. Um, and now they haven't done it this year either. Yep. Yep, that's nuts. It is very concerning news, for them. Good news for the Broncos that they will not have Henry Ruggs when they play a second oh. time. Deshaun Jackson's out there getting stripped. <laughs> yeah. Running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He's looking like a very poor man's Henry Ruggs on the yes. football field. Yes, once, once he was better than Henry Ruggs. Yes, he was. Uh, but it's wild that he's still playing. It is. It is. Okay. Um, trying to think of – I mean, you, you could talk about um, – Trayvon Diggs, yep. Uh, with all those interceptions, mm-hmm. um, I I have like a bad taste in my mouth just yep. watching him getting burned by yep. the Broncos, doing nothing against right. the Broncos. Yeah. Um, Aaron Donald is always going to be in these conversations. Yep. Yep. Um, and he's been Aaron Donald this year. Yep. Um, trying to think if there's anyone we're forgetting. <sighs> I don't. Th- I mean, Trayvon has the picks. Yeah, and it's always going to come down to stats, whether you yep. like it or not. It will. And that's why Miles Garrett is going to win the award, right. because he probably will get 20 sacks. Yep, exactly. All right, Ryan, this may be where we start talking Broncos a little bit. By the way, still crazy to me that Von Miller never won one. Defensive player there? Yep. Yeah, yeah, it, it is crazy. Now, he would have won it in the playoffs if you like include the playoffs, but no, never or won it. Or if they did like a con Smythe like they do... I think that's what it's called right uh in hockey which is mvp of the playoffs right yep he would have absolutely had it but it is crazy yep disappointing no it's definitely disappointing. yeah yeah i mean he did have an 18 and a half sack mm-hmm. season where he probably could have got it i think that was like another a crazy jj watt year yep. Yep. yeah it was 20 sacks from jj yeah. Vaughn was second yep not gonna win it no nope. <laughs> <In a> sa- <laughs> if you're a sack artist who got out sacked yep exactly um so is this where we're gonna start talking about rookies or, or not rookies broncos Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, you'll toss in uh, Javante Williams' name. There's just no way it's uh, going to end up going to him. 
Um, so obviously you look at the quarterbacks and you obviously look at Mac Jones um, and then you end the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can agree with that. I'm not going to say no to Mac. Uh, yeah, and, and, and truly he is the most valuable rookie. Mm-hmm. And of course, quarterback position really helps with that. But what he's started to do and what he just did this past week, talking about actually trending in the right direction, is Mac Jones for, to get this award from us today. Three touchdowns, no picks. He's the only rookie in the NFL to do that this season. And another guy who's probably second isn't a quarterback. It's probably Najee. Yeah, Najee's been a beast. Um, And I think we could all see that coming. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, there were concerns about this or that, the other thing. Of course, the the real um, debate uh, around Najee was, is he worthy of a first-round pick? Right. Never was, and it was never really about is he really good. It's just do you spend a first round pick on right. that type of player, um, and he's really good as as we could have all seen coming. And maybe we should just start doing that with all Alabama players. Just <laughs> right. Speaking of Devonte Smith, could make a case too. Yeah, really um, good. He is. He looks so good. He does. He looks really good. And, and I know a lot of people questioned his size coming out. Doesn't appear to be an issue at all. No, and and he's doing some of the things that you would just like to see Jerry Judy do, but I just I don't know if it's Jerry's fault. Right. Um, but like that little like uh route that he ran in the end zone to get that the second touchdown that he had in that game was just like the type of stuff that right. when the Broncos drafted Jerry Judy, those were the, what I had those I had visions of that in my head. Yep. Of like, okay, yeah, he's gonna, you know, um break off a route in the end zone and get himself wide open and give them an easy touchdown. And it's like, he's very, very capable of doing those things. Yep. But I'd like to know how many end zone targets Jerry Judy has had in his career as a Bronco. I think it would be alarmingly low because remember, you know, his 95 or whatever it was yep. Uh, yep. yard touchdown. That's not an end zone target. The, the mossing in against the jets. That's yep. not an end zone target. Yep. Um, man, I'm trying to remember if he even has a touchdown. Nope. He had the one against the Falcons. Um, remember where he just absolutely yep. broke off. I think it was AJ yep. Terrell. <clears throat> um, that was caught short of the end zone. So yep. I don't, uh, I want to know how many times has he been targeted behind the, the goal line? I think it would the number would blow your mind. That's incredibly damning, and a number that blows your mind. Speaking of touchdowns, zero for Jerry Judy. I know he's only played in four games, but Ryan, he's Jerry Judy. He's your first round pick. What are you doing? I like I said, I don't know. I all I had all these thoughts in my head. Even like, um, you know, Cooper Cup is the king of the zig route. Yep. Right. Yep. Make him think you're going in. Come right back out. Get yourself wide open. He does it all the time. Yep. I don't know if I've seen jerry judy run one this year no and especially not in the red zone where those things can be really effective because the 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 space is short you know you can kind of scheme guys open um and hit them i don't know i I, it's like um you know i you you have a ferrari and you don't know how to drive it (laughs) yeah you're putting regular gas in it right like it's a stick shift and you just don't you you don't know how to drive (laughs) a stick shift so you're You're so right you're just out there, you know, uh, staring at it in the garage. You got the learner's permit, and you can only go with your parents. It's it's mind-boggling. Yeah. Someone, fi- we got to find it. I don't know if that's a, a, ver- a readily available stat. Red zone targets. I think, it, well, in zone targets. In zone targets. Oh, yeah, that's. <laughs> like, in my head, I, I see zero. I don't know if it's zero, if it's actually zero over two years. I don't think you're too crazy. But I think it, it's. 
than absolutely zero this year. Absolutely less than five. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The second guy we should probably put in here, uh, who's probably right behind Mac, is Jamar Chase. What he's doing, especially at the beginning of the season, has just been nuts. Yeah. Uh, 835 receiving yards, seven touchdowns. He's been an absolute beast. Yeah, a lot. Of, uh, that's a good one. Uh, a lot of people would probably give this to him. It's going to Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Especially when the Patriots make a playoff push. Yep. And you know what I realized? We had a, another pizza bet on that Patriots uh, playoff team. Was it playoffs or division? Either. I'm not sure. We'll have to. I, I think it, it's playoffs. It was on, it was on Twitter. We'll have to dig it up. We wouldn't have gone. You you probably wouldn't have Bills. gone division with the Bills. Right, there. right, right. And the Patriots. I'm I'm liking the way it's looking right now. It's looking good. Chargers are. Are letting me down though on uh, the twelve wins. Maybe we'll uh, just have to go, we'll go go to the pizza restaurant and buy each other's pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, let's flip to the other side of the ball. Defensive rookie of the year. Ding ding ding. Yeah. We've got a Bronco. Yeah, we do. Um it's gonna be tough from a voting standpoint because he doesn't have the interceptions. Nope. Um and uh, you know, they're not they're probably like he doesn't really even have the pass breakups. Um, although I can think of at least one last week, uh, a couple more. You know, he had a sweet diving one against uh, the football team. So yeah. he, he's got a few of those. Yep. But the stats aren't there. You're right. The stat is that that the stat is that the stats aren't there. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly impressive for a rookie. There were a couple times early in the season where quarterbacks tried to test him, um, and they thought like, "Oh, let's go after him." I think Big Ben went after him a couple times in a row. Um, and as the season has gone on now, again, Jalen hurts, I can think of at least two times he went after him. Although the, uh, the one where he almost had the interception was mm, chef's yeah, kiss yeah, yeah. level of coverage, because yeah. of course he has the, f- he, his responsibility is the, f- is the flat there. So, you know, his, he's in zone coverage. Yep. He pushes, uh, Devonte Smith out of his zone, gets his eyes right back on Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts telegraphs the throw and he sinks back. Yep. 10 maybe 15 yards out of his zone to almost make that interception it, it would incredible. have been just perfection yep. of course then Devonte smith makes a good play on the ball almost yep. catches it um, turns into patrick sertan there yeah he did um but that type of stuff is exactly why he should very much be in the running here he is playing advanced level i mean yep. 1000 level style uh cornerbacking uh, for a rookie and and quarterbacks are noticing, and mm-hmm. they are not throwing at him. Mm-hmm. They are not giving him a lot of chances. And again, you know, I can think of the two chances Jalen Hurts had. One should have been a pass breakup in the end zone. Kind of lucky on Devontae Smith's part that he caught it. Great play, but a little bit of luck involved with just the way it bounced off of Pat's arm. Um, and then one's a near pick. Yep. He is just incredible. He's incredible, he uh, and he absolutely deserves at least very high consideration for this and i'd give it to him i'm giving it to him as well but and you made the point i don't need to make any more points about pat sertan right now nationally it go to micah parsons a cowboy with the stats exactly i mean that's all that's that's all the voters would need exactly playing with the cowboys getting all the pub people are talking about him and people just aren't talking about pat because he's that good yeah, that sucks. It does. It really does. And it, it, it sucks for when Champ should have won Defensive Player of the Year uh, back when he led the league in picks. But uh, uh, but it's just it's so hard for a corner to get that position. And that's why it's so easy to give Defensive Player of the Year to Miles Garrett 
Because sacks are the most important stat that people are going to look at, unless a guy has a ridiculous amount of picks. And if a guy has a ridiculous amount of picks, uh, it you just t- typically don't see a ridiculous amount because then teams just stop throwing his way. Right. You would have loved to see um, Pat Sertan get picked on this year or quote-unquote. Right. Because Kyle Fuller's locked down. Yep. Because yep. Yep. Bryce Callahan's locked down. Because Darby's locked down. Unfortunately quarterbacks have made it very clear much rather go after yep. those guys than they'd ra- than they yep. go after yep. Pat Sertan. Pat Sertan does lead the team with nine passes defended. There you go. So that could help. And he, uh, Shelby Harris is jealous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, is that is that it for our player-based That's awards? That's it for the player ones. All right, cool. I want to remind you guys to come down, hang out at the DNVR bar tonight or any night. I uh, got Avs Canucks tonight. Um, by the way, do you? I did. I tested Andre on this. Do you know what a Canuck is? Absolutely not. It's just someone from Canada. No way. It's like the Houston Texans. Wow. They have the Canadians and the Canucks. Wow. So it's like the the Atlanta Americans. Yeah. And then the Houston Texans. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> pretty pretty interesting. Anyways, uh, come down, watch the game, get yourself a member sized beer if you're a DNVR member. That's 22 ounces for the price of 16. It just you just feel cooler when you have a beer that big um great food down here including that hassle cattle company burger um or burgers i should say um just a great time you'll meet people that you've seen on twitter you'll make new friends uh that are fans of your teams uh we always have a blast down here at the dnvr bar if you want to just come watch football this sunday great place to do that as well or saturday uh so come hang out always appreciate the support and uh, maybe if you see us say hi yeah, and you'll have a blast making $27.39 per hour by working at mm. Ball because they want to hire you. Our friends over at Ball at their Golden Plant are hiring for production technicians, and you can read their full description for the job and apply at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden because that's their Golden Plant where they're hiring the production technicians. And like I said, they get they start with a very competitive $27.39 per hour with potential for increases at 6, 12, 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing positions within the company, and there's a lot of room for growth within the company. So, And on top of that, they have fantastic benefits. They have 401k. They have vacation. They have so many great perks of being there. On top of that, Ryan, it's a great place to work. Yeah. Uh, so you want to work there. You want to get paid a very competitive wage. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden, or you can text Golden to 77222 to find out more. So check them out at jobs.ball.com. Ball, Colorado-based. We love those type, those types of Colorado-based companies. Also, Colorado-based is Snooze Sleep. Mm. Uh, and again, I cannot say enough about that mattress. Uh, we got our Snooze Sleep mattress. Uh, of course, the, the Snooze Flip, the first ever 4-in-1 yeah. mattress. We got it, I don't know, month, two months ago. And I, I'm, like, addicted to it. It's almost too comfortable. <laughs> um, just never want to get out of that bed. Uh, it's incredibly comfortable, and you can customize it for yourself once you get it you can change your mind do you want the soft side do you want the firm side do you want the warm cover do you want the cool cover uh whatever you like whatever makes you comfortable um that you can do it with the snooze flip mattress so use that code dnvr when you buy your snooze flip mattress at snoozesleep.com and you can save 500 dollars off a queen with an adjustable base or $1,000 off a dual split king with an adjustable base. Um, it's an incredible mattress. Can't recommend it enough. And again, um, Snooze Sleep, designed by Colorado for the world. 
Exactly. And Ryan, should we hop back in to some awards right now? And let's go with Coach of the Year. It's tough, but I got to go with Tom McMahon. Oh, uh, <laughs> the only guy that didn't get a, a passing grade in our awards yesterday, or in our grades yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah, we gave out a few C minuses, but Tom ended with a D. Yep, first ever non head coach to win NFL <laughs> Coach of the Year. Pretty crazy. He, he may win Coach of the Press Conference Year. Oh, yeah. Press Conference Coach of the Year. Honesty Coach of the Year? Yeah. Bloody Coach of the Year because he just keeps falling on the sword? Yeah, yeah. Well, you, I mean,. We gotta appreciate the accountability. <laughs> we definitely do. Um, coach of the year, coach of the year. Who is doing more with less? That's what I always want. Ah, uh, yep. I'm not giving the. And again, sometimes that's not fair. Like right. Bill Belichick never right. gets it. Right. Um, especially when he had Tom Brady. You can give it to him this year. He has a case. Yeah. Um, maybe his best case in a long time. Man, it's so hard because even like the upstart teams keep laying eggs too. Like. Mm -hmm. I'd kind of be interested in Zach Taylor ah. um, when the Bengals were getting it rolling. I was say, certainly was until like three weeks ago. Um, Man, I thought there was going to be one Staley, guy you were going to be really pushing for. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Staley. Staley had a case, um, but I would probably go with Cliff. Yeah, that's where I thought. I thought you were going to go Cliff and Kyler. Yeah, I mean, again, it's tough. It, Kyler going down, and then the performance that Colt McCoy had in yep. that first game that he was out. I can't remember who it was. The 49ers. Mm hmm. 49ers who just put a beat yep. down on the Rams, uh -huh. got the beat down put on them by Colt McCoy. And with all due respect to Colt, that is a Cliff Kingsbury win. Yep. You know what I mean? 100%. Like, people don't want to talk about coach wins and quarterback wins and all no. that stuff. Although people, I think more people are maybe more willing to talk about coach wins. That was a coach win. Yep. Scheme win. Yep. Um, and it was really, really impressive against, you know, the guy that everyone thought was the scheme king. Right. In Kyle Shanahan. Right. So to me, that gave him an extra feather in his cap. And then, of course, Colt gets banged up. And this last week, they can't do anything. Yeah. I mean, in, in one bad game for the Cardinals, uh, they almost came back against, they against the Packers. They, and they did. And Wait, then a, right, right. AJ Green just didn't look for the ball. It, Weirdest play of the it's year. It's really true. And that's against the Packers, who are another 8-2 mm -hmm. team, just like the Cardinals. Uh, and so zero argument for Cliff. I think he's very deserving. There's just a guy that I have one peg higher, and there's three 8-2 teams. There's the Packers. Not giving it to Matt LaFleur, although he's probably deserving to be in the conversation. I'm not giving it to Cliff. He's my second right there. I'm going Mike Rabel with the Tennessee Titans. And Ryan, because, because you said, you know, who's doing the, the with most less. with less. I think it's Mike Rabel in the entire NFL lost Derrick Henry, and they're still rolling. That four-game stretch where, boy, didn't they beat just every good team in the NFL yes. at a point? Bills, Chiefs now again. Right, right. <laughs> who's actually good? I don't know. <laughs> right, exactly. He rolled them. Uh, I think there was another big win in there as well. Maybe even the Ravens, I think. Something like that. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans are just absolutely balling. So I have to give it uh, to Mike Vrabel. I think I saw something that they have or have had 20 guys on the IR. He's winning this award. Yeah. Uh, I want to give it to Cliff, but just check this out. I'll, I'll set it up for you. So they are 8-2, and two, Okay. meaning they have seven games left. You yep. want to hear who they play? Oh, gosh. It's it, Cupcake. Texans. You won. Patriots. Mm. Tough game. Jags. Easy. Steelers. Easy. Niners. Mm. Dolphins. Easy. Texans. That is six pretty much guaranteed wins. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, uh, you, might, you might catch a game from the Steelers. Right. Um, right. 
But that's like 13 wins. And that's saying they lose to the Patriots and saying they lose to the 49ers. Or to the Steelers. Wow. So if they go, so again, they have, of their last seven games, four of them are the Texans, Jags, Dolphins, Texans. That is insane. So they're going to win four. They're they're going to win at least 12. At least 12, yep. With a very realistic chance of 14. And oh my God. Half of their wins will be without Derrick Henry. Yeah, that is, that's nuts. And also, when you look at the quarterback position, you say Ryan Tannehill's a, a very good quarterback. That's kind of where I draw the line. Yeah. You're not saying he has an elite quarterback well, that's guiding him. I was saying all along, like, well, yeah, anyone can um, play quarterback with Derrick Henry behind right. him. And right. that's just, that was underselling him. Yeah. And their defense, I think it was the first three weeks of the season was terrible they were giving up like 32 points a game or something i think and now their defense is is just stops everyone yeah ian points out too they're doing it without julio also yeah it's a really good point yeah julio has hasn't been nearly the impact i thought he was gonna yeah, be in terms of more with less easy winner yeah yeah especially because if kyler murray's in the mvp conversation right then that just that takes away takes away cliff. a little bit yep. of cliff yeah yeah one of the man it really does feel like one of the cardinals should win one of some awards. some award yeah. yeah series maybe it is offensive player of the year with kyler and what's interesting about cliff is you know we we had the unique perspective of being down in arizona before the season yeah no one was like everyone was saying this is a put up or shut up year right so and what's do what's more than put up because that's what he's doing yeah i mean he's He's shutting up the people that said he need to put <laughs> yes. up or shut up. He's getting a contract extension. Yeah. And Vance Joseph may be leaving to go get a head coach job. I would, if that was a line on DraftKings, I would bet against <laughs> it. We'll get some interviews, though. That may be. Yeah, he will get interviews. All right, let's go to, um, let's just dive in. Best team. There's three eight and two teams. You want to go with one of those? So it's Packers, Cardinals and titans yep and, and then i guess to be fair there's four two lost teams the dallas cowboys are seven and two after what i saw two weeks ago i can't nope. i can't do that i know what they just did to atlanta but no i can i can go through i can go down to rams okay. seven and three nope um bills six and three no nope. no raven six and three Nope. Not after six days ago. Tampa Bay, six and three. Okay, I think that's where I'm going mm, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and then, and then you dive into Steelers. The only other one would be the Chiefs at six and four. It's so funny because I literally said on the tailgate on Sunday, every team in the league is fraudulent so far except the Buccaneers. Mm, and then they went out and they no, lost to the football right. team. <laughs> but weren't you also saying that the Buccaneers, that, that you would have taken – the points for Washington? So, no, I said take the money line because I sat there and I said that. <laughs> As you said that. So you, you wanted to hedge yourself. Well, no. So the the conversation moved in a certain way. So early in the show, I'm saying, like, there's only one team that hasn't shown themselves to be a fraud to me yet. Mm-hmm. That's the Buccaneers. You know, and I, and I said the whole thing about, like, Sean Payton just has their number. Then as we went through the show, Andre and Henry just kept on talking about how the Bucks are just going to blow – the football team out of the water. <laughs> Brady's going to throw for four touchdowns, this, that, the other. And they just kept hammering it and hammering it and hammering it. Finally, I was like, yeah, you guys think this is too obvious. They're going to lose. <laughs> They're going to lose. And so I put them in the uh, the all-dogs parlay, mm, which, again, incredible parlay. two of three. It didn't hit again. Man. So close. But putting Washington in there, if that would have hit, that would have been your biggest yet. It would have because I had Washington and... 
There was another big upset. Uh, whoever the char Oh, the Vikings. Mm, yep, yep, yep. And then the third leg, I forget who it was, but they got their doors blown. Uh, oh, no. Oh, oh, the Browns. Oh, yeah. Wow. I took the cheese on that with them yeah. as underdogs. And again, a team that's people three weeks ago were talking about potentially in this conversation. Now the Browns are 5-5, five and five, tied with the Broncos. Okay, yeah, I'm going I'm going Bucks, best team. <sighs> Even though I think they'll – I just trust them more than other teams. I am in a tough spot because, unfortunately, right now I'd have to go the Packers because okay. of their defense okay. and, and like how that. good their defense is right now. Uh, their defense um, is third best in the league right now. And then, of course, you have Aaron Rodgers on that side. But why I'm in a tough spot, Ryan, is – then I think about project. So I guess right now the best team is the Packers. But when I project to the future and I say it's the Bucks and the Packers in, in in the playoffs, and let's say the Packers still have the better record, so they're hosting the Bucks. I'm saying the Bucks win. Yeah. And, and, and I'm very confident in saying that. So then I lean to okay, if the Packers are the best team, but I think the Bucks are going to beat them, then I have to think the Bucks are the best team, right? Yeah. 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 So I guess I'm going with the Bucks. Okay. Right. And and Tom is, I mean, he's not going to figure it out. He's the MVP. Like, like we said, so I'm not worried about this pass. The week. defense is what needs to figure it out, and you have to yeah. assume with the talent level that they have out there, they will. Yeah, and they've, they've been really banged up. All right, now let's flip it. Who's the worst team? The Lions. Easy? Yes. Yeah. They. The Texans have themselves a case as well, but... Yep. Think about <laughs> the Lions, and maybe this is just because I'm playing scared. They scare me more in playing them in a couple of weeks then I would be afraid of the Texans. Yeah. Then I'd be afraid of the Jets. By the way, Joe Flacco starting. What happened to Mike White? Is he hurt? I don't know. He must be. That sucks. Um, he kind of Mike White kind of looks like a young Joe Flacco. He does. He really, <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Actually, I guess that's where I would draw the line. Is just say those two teams can compete with the Lions, but they don't have a win, and they couldn't beat Mason Rudolph. Yeah. That was probably their best chance at a win. Yeah, it probably was. Um. Man. Oh, I mean, to prove my point a little bit, the Jets and the Texans have a worse point differential than the Lions. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. I think there's a little bit to it that, like, we haven't completely disassociated ourselves from Jared Goff being a number one overall pick. I haven't. And the Broncos, you know, when you talk about being scared to play, the Broncos are the type of team that would get burned by Jared Goff's arm talent. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. In uh, like, you're just not worried about that with Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, right. Right. or yeah. um, Joe Flacco. Certainly not. And we already know knew what happened when Zach Wilson played against them. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. yeah, you have a decent case there. But you got to go with the winless team. You do. And also, I like Dan Campbell. He may be a terrible coach. I'm giving him all the benefit of the doubt until he has like two back-to-back over seasons. You and Andre uh, both like him. I, <laughs> I, I'm the opposite. Maybe it's just because we've been missing that in Broncos country for so long. It's just the that, fiery, that coach in the yeah. fire. And what about Brock Olivo? <laughs> yeah, he had it. I like Brock. We had a good year with him. Uh, but I guess fiery doesn't. Who's a fiery coach? I mean, the fiery coaches can work. Pete Carroll, um, but yeah. you I don't, don't like shtick. And it he just feels like shtick. Yeah, it, yeah, ne it never resonates with me. That's fair. Uh, I think it's because like my first ever like the first big coaching change of my life was well mostly was going uh, from Gary Barnett to mm -hmm. Dan Hawkins. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. of course this is in Boulder. 
and Hawkins was the ultimate shtick guy. Yeah. And did you like it at first? Of course. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, especially because I'm like young and he's got uh -huh. all these little sayings and yep. all this stuff and he's putting out quotes that are being printed on shirts and all this stuff. <laughs> and it was such a failure and he like kept there's something about losing and continuing to say these shticks right. that just rubs you so wrong. Yep. And now yep. I'm just I'm just out on all shtick guys. Yeah, yeah, that's very fair. Is Bill Belichick a shtick guy? No. Okay. Well, see, he's been like doing this bit right. his whole career right. of like angry, grumpy coach guy. So it's just him now. And I think he's just kind of like, but he doesn't. When I say shtick, I mean like clever phrases and mm, print, printing shirts right. and handing them out to the players like. We know about the shirts, the yeah. slogans. The more, <laughs> the more shirts. Yeah, it just doesn't uh, doesn't do it for me. By the way, to give credit, Bill McCartney, of course, best coach in CU history. He was a shirt guy. Right. Like right, he loved right. giving out the shirts. Right. A different slogan every week. So it's, it can work. The combination of losing and having that is just insufferable to me. If you win, you can do anything. As Bill Belichick. Yes. I mean, if Bill Belichick lost, the players. I mean. I think a lot of players don't like him anyways, but the players would really hate him. Yeah. Management would hate him. The fans would hate him. The media would absolutely hate him. He would be gone. A lot of players have said, like, it's it's not fun yeah. to play for the Patriots until Sunday. Yeah, and then I, I play for them because I know we're going to win. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's get to our last two. Most surprising team, Ryan. Hmm. Again, there's so many that I want to put here yeah. and then just, like, do something, and you're like, God, what are you guys doing? Yeah. But – I'm going to go with the Bengals here. That's a great one. Um, Because I truly thought like, oh, man, classic Bengals. They got the guy. Burrow looked great. He blew up his knee. He'll never be the same. They're just going to go right back to being the Bengals. Yep. Um, and while he hasn't been perfect by any stretch of the mind, he looks a lot like the guy that we saw at the beginning of last year, if not better, um, probably better. Yep. Um, so... To me, I was just like, the Bengals are going to bangle. Mm -hmm. um, and they've had their bangle moments. Yep. But I'm surprised that they're a good football team. Yeah, I, I think I think you hit it spot on. Another one, and I don't like doing this because it's a playoff team, but it's the Tennessee Titans. I just, I'm surprised that they're the, they have the best record in the NFL. But I think you nailed it with, with who it is as the Bengals. Another team at the beginning of the season, Carolina Panthers. They're four and one. Sam Darnold's on pace to be the MVP potentially, and now they've certainly lost it. So that wasn't a surprise. To see but now, could they get it back with the PJ Walker Cam Newton combo? Man, it's kind of crazy how little they like PJ Walker. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it really, I thought he was going to get a shot, especially just the dual threat, especially for for a, sh a short time or, or an eight game stretch. Yeah. He could absolutely catch the league by surprise. He can rip that thing too. Yeah, he can. Yeah. I don't. It, it does kind of suck for him. Rug was so pulled out from under him. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. Finally gonna get it, and then they bring back like yep. the probably the fan favorite yep. of all time. Yep, exactly. And the guy who has just been sitting on his couch this whole time. It's like, wow, you guys think he's better than me? I've been with you guys this whole time. But he did play most of the game and had to have earn some goodwill with the way that so, he yeah. played. Man, maybe they go two quarterback system. Our RPPO. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and let's get to our final one here, Ryan. Most disappointing team. Uh, the Denver Broncos. Ah, <laughs> probably in it. I, I would actually uh, focus it in even even deeper. The Denver Broncos secondary. Oh, uh, is the most disappointing team. I didn't think me. we were going to be talking about the Broncos in that way today. 
But yeah, um, very disappointing. Um, yeah, I mean, again, probably too close uh, for <laughs> that to really count. But right. they're the team that has disappointed me the most. It's true. Yeah, disappointed us the most for sure. Um, let's think of another team. That... I've, got, I've got a few here, and I'll throw them out to you. Seattle Seahawks. Now, they did have an injury. Their team just keeps hurts. getting worse. It really does. Around Russell Wilson. <laughs> it really does. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, four and five. Exactly who I thought yeah, they were. Yeah, not, not a big surprise. Oh, San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is tough to say them after what they just did. Right, right. What's their record? Four and five. Hmm. I mean, they were three and five. If they would have lost on Monday night, their season's over. Yeah. Credit to true. them, they didn't. Who else is out there? Um, Atlanta Falcons. No. Didn't have any big expectations. I mean, it would honestly, if it weren't, you know, speaking of it, if it weren't for this, it would be the Chiefs. Ah, um, yeah, 100%. But they just absolutely looked like the same old Chiefs last week. Um, yeah. And they're in first place. It would be. The, that's freaking insane. <laughs> you can't give the most. Di- I guess you could. Most disappointing sitting in first place. <laughs> it's like giving them too much credit. Yeah, the most disappointing is one that's sitting in first place and the one that people in the AFC are probably most scared of. Right. It's just <laughs> If they had lost last week, um, that would have put them at 5-5. Five and five. Yep. Bottom of the division with the Broncos. Yes, okay. Then they would – it's so funny. The, yep. the AFC West yep. really is the wild, wild west. Yep. The whole entire order of the division changes every week. It's true. Wait, now, now just a little bonus on this. Which team are you most afraid of in the AFC? Or I guess who do you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? The the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. I know. I, I said this to you before the show. I said I keep <laughs> I want to think that oh my god all this parity in the regular season is going to result in parity in the playoffs and like maybe we get like a Titans Cardinals Super Bowl and like that'd be really cool. Right. Um, and then I just keep realizing like no, it's not really how it works. And the playoffs just the best quarterbacks rise to the top and they're gonna win. And so while I don't necessarily think the Chiefs are the best team, I just think probably when push comes to shove, like it's gonna be you know maybe it's Titans Chiefs again and right. the the Titan you know Patrick Mahomes who make big plays on third downs they're gonna squeeze their way through a couple games and play and it's probably just gonna be brady mahomes all over again like yep. i don't want that but if you're telling me to guess what's gonna happen right now that's what i would guess man i thought the chargers were gonna be a team that could really give the chiefs disappointing. the run for their money and they've been disappointing yeah absolutely especially after their good start yeah to me they have been <laughs> um man all right yeah i i i don't know maybe i will give it to the chargers even though they haven't been disappointing to me <laughs> disappoint everyone else you want to throw them under something that's not going to disappoint is our friends over at mint mobile ryan they've hooked us up with their awesome products and i'll tell you what it has passed every single uh passed every single test mm-hmm. uh because it is fantastic not only is it incredibly affordable starting at just 15 dollars a month but it's the exact same cell phone service that other big providers provide they just start it at 15 dollars a month for unlimited talk unlimited text and your data starts at 15 you can build the data up from there and it's still incredibly cheap and you probably say well what's the catch here there is no catch the catch is that they don't have any per in-person stores where you go to and ryan 
I don't want to go to an in-person Those store to pick places up a are SIM like card. Second to the DMV <laughs> in terms so of places true. I want to go least. It's so true. And so you, what you do is you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR, sign up. They send you a SIM card. When you get the SIM card, you download an app on your phone, put the SIM card in, boom, you get to keep your same number. You get the exact, you get to keep your phone and you just get the exact same cell phone service on a incredibly discounted rate. And for a limited time, they're given a holiday special. If you buy the first three months, they'll give you the next three three months for free. So not only is it like 75% off your normal coverage, but then you're getting 50% off that. I can't even do the math. That's like 90% off <laughs> in your first six months. So no reason to not get in right now, especially holiday time. Save some money so you can buy presents for people. So go to d- mintmobile.com slash DNVR to sign up. Like I said, we're all running on Mint Mobile and it is a fantastic product. So make sure to go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Also, uh, if you're feeling a little bit lazy, you don't want to cancel your cell phone service, just have some Strava Craft coffee. Mm. Uh, it'll get you popped up, ready to go. And uh, then you can, you know, go uh, go put in the minimal effort it takes to save all that money <laughs> on your Mint Mobile. But uh, yeah, CBD infused, rich, tasty, delicious coffee. You're going to absolutely love this stuff. And you can get it for 25% off on your first order when you use that code DNVR25. Then when you're like, wow, I love this. I want it every two, four, six or eight weeks. Surprise, they have a subscription service that will send it straight to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks. And you'll you'll love that because you're not going to run out. You're not going to have to put in your credit card every single time. You'll just have a coffee delivery service at your service. Um, so you'll also continue to get 20% off every single order with that Strava Craft Coffee subscription. So try it out. Use that code DNVR25. Get your 25% off and then sign up for that subscription at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S. T-R-A-V-A, craftcoffee.com. Ryan, we talk about the Lawnmower 4.0 all the time, and for good reason, because it is the most, it's the best razor out there. I don't care if we're talking below the belt, above the belt, anything. But we don't talk about the weed whacker mm. enough. And I got to tell you what, probably the hairiest part of my body is my nose. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my fiance points it out all the time. <laughs> and I've, you know, I've tried to use my face razor to get inside the nose. Oh, it Jesus. doesn't work. Yeah, it, that that's what happens. It has me saying that, Ryan. Uh, I've tried the ones from the store that you put a little AAA battery in. And those, those just absolutely rip your nose hairs out also, without the, actually getting them out. It's the most ticklish thing yes. of all time. Like, <laughs> yes, I, it is. I tried that once. My eyes were watering. At like an incredible <laughs> rate, and that's what happens. Not with the weed whacker. No, nope. the weed whacker is perfect. Now I haven't used it for my ears. Thankfully, all the hair just grows in my nose, so I can only <laughs> focus on that. Uh, and, but I'm sure it's great for the ears as well. And Ryan, they're just rolling everything out. I mean, the body wash, the two-in-one conditioner, shampoo that they've got—they have it all. And if you use the code DNVR over at Manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. And I gotta say, you gotta go on there, get the weed whacker, get the lawnmower 4.0, and get all of the products that they have at 20% off. Uh, last Buffs game I went to, like in overtime, I think I told you about this. How uh, the fans switched to the side of the stadium mm. that um, the game is being played on, so everyone like migrates back and forth. Yeah. Uh, and when we migrated to one side, there was this old guy next to us who oh, literally, boy. oh boy, each nostril had its own <laughs> personal beard. 
like full on, like a full inch out of the oh nostril. Oh my gosh. That's going to be you when you're like 80. Yeah, I probably will. My fiance, I don't know if she'll stay with me. So I'll just have to stick with the, the, the weed whacker. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I got to check out all those products over there. All right. Will you hopping into the questions here? We are. And let's get into these. And the first one, Ryan, coming in from our guy, the chat. He says, heading into the bye, Teddy is exactly what I was expecting. Middle of the road quarterback leading the team to a worst case scenario of a 500 record. This is in part why I was hoping for Drew this year. The result would have been boom or bust, both of which would have been better than 500. It's probably safe to say the Broncos' next quarterback is not on the roster. So if y'all were the betting type, and I think you might be, what's your way to, or what's your way too early prediction on the week one starter for 2022? The Chad does not like where I'm going to go. This is the like saddest um, timeline to think about right now. Like yeah. I don't, I normally I'm like, yeah, let's let's talk next year. Yeah, the path to next year is really really scary. Also, I had like set more people than you would expect. Several people reach out to me and is like, you got you guys talked about quarterback the other day. I think we had like a three minute talk yeah. about quarterback yeah. in the in the draft. Yeah, and like you didn't bring up uh, Matt Corral. Um, I was just like, wow, that's shocking that like so many people noticed that. And right. I, I actually, I don't hate Matt Corral, but I also don't love Matt Corral yet. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, and I also like, I think I meant to respond if I didn't like, trust me, we'll have plenty, plenty of time to talk about Matt Corral. We certainly <laughs> You'll will. You'll be sick of his name by the time the draft comes around. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So to get all that out of the way, who is the way too early Week one starter. I'll just go. I'll go bright timeline here. Good. I don't have Thank it in you. me to go dark. Uh, and I'll say that it's going to be not Aaron Rodgers, but Russell Wilson. Oh, my goodness. You're going superstar bright, Ryan. I absolutely love it. And for me, Ryan, I'm going Teddy Bridgewater. Mm, I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> and, uh, but I'll give, so, I'll give some hope and not just unnecessary hope. I think this is what will happen. Uh if it's not Russ, and he appears to be like the the uh, superstar veteran that that's at the top of the list for in terms of realistic possibilities, but I'm going a first round quarterback is sitting behind Teddy, but I don't think they rush him. You want to know um, my honest take on this? Yes. A week ago, I would have said I think you might be right. I legitimately think that Teddy Bridgewater pulling up on that play effectively ended his career in Denver. Mm. Uh, and I tweeted it out at the time. And again, I, I thought back. I was like, was I too hard on him? No, I legitimately think that it was a symbolic moment of he lost the fan base entirely. Now, he gained, I don't know, maybe 30% of those people back with the press conference the next day. Maybe. Um, but, you know, it's funny. My tweet where I was going hard on him, people say you're going too hard on him. The tweet where I gave him credit for you know coming out and, and taking responsibility people saying you're going too easy on him mm -hmm. that tells me i feel like i'm going just the right amount on him yeah, um that's true but i think that that was too much too much to overcome um it was the it's as bad as a, a piece of tape as i've ever seen in terms of like a play not like a dirty play you know like You've got like Ndamukong Su like stomping right. on guys' balls. Um, it's not that, but in terms of just a football play on tape, I think it's the worst play I've ever seen on tape. Um, and I don't think the fans will ever forget about it. I'm talking 10, 15, 20 years down the road. They'll still be talking about when Teddy Bridgewater didn't make an effort. And, and it's not just the play. That was a season-changing play. Yeah. I think the Broncos season ended on that play. 
Yep. And I don't, I don't, just don't think he can be forgiven. Yeah, I mean, the only way it can be forgiven is wins, and uh, he's gonna have to put the team on his back these next couple of weeks in order to get some wins. You know, two and three in these next three uh, has the Broncos in it. If they go three and zero oh in the next three, people will forgive Teddy for that. But Brian, that that task is is so difficult right. with the way and, the Chiefs are. And looking. that's what, you know, that was a couple people responded to that to me saying like if the Broncos make the playoffs, people will forget all about that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the point. Right. They're not going to make the playoffs. Right. And that play is a big part of why. Yeah, exactly. Next one coming in from Jock says, my boys, I had a feeling the Broncos were headed for a blowout loss to the Eagles because I was having such a great time at the DNVR bar and tailgate. They just had to pull me back down <laughs> to earth. What a day. I got to meet RK, Zach, Hank, Spano and, of, Spano, and of course my hero, Mace. They never say meet your heroes, but all of you exceeded my expectations. I dominated at least eight slices of sexy people pizza and enjoyed a delicious dnvr burger after the game cream cheese on a burger is an elite move i cannot recommend the tailgate experience enough even my scumbag eagles friends had an amazing time too thanks again boys i'll be back when the broncos don't suck love will great meeting you dude and uh, that was a that was a hell of a time and even your as you call them scumbag (laughs) eagles fan friends were cool too yes they were my (laughs) <laughs> he said it, not me. He, he did. Said it, he did me. say it. <laughs> Mile high till I die says, "Is it bad to say I'm not really looking forward to Bradley Chubb coming back after the bye? I hope he gets healthy and plays well, but I don't like the idea of giving him a huge contract. He's injury prone, and outside of a small sample size during his rookie season, he's never shown the ability to be an elite pass rusher. But if he comes back and has a great stretch to finish out the year, I'm afraid we might end up giving him a new contract, and I don't think he will live up to it long term." I don't think you have to worry about that. I yeah, and and because you said that, Ryan, I don't think it's bad that that's the way you feel, Mile High Till I Die. And what's interesting, Ryan, the two guys that right when George Payton took the job, Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb, from nearly day one, he talked about how he was going to get make sure that they were locked in. Then he talked about how it was going to happen after the draft. Then he talked about how it was going to happen right after training camp. Then he talked about then when he was asked the most recent time about it, it was ah, uh, we'll just see. Wow, that's that's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. Um, and both of these guys have a terrible case of the invisibility cloak. Um, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Way too many times you're sitting out there thinking, is he playing today? Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate because both guys do have elite talent, I yep. think. Yep. Um, I can definitely say that about Cortland Sutton. Um, but it's just, you can't disappear like that. If you're going to be a, the type of player who makes 15 plus million dollars a year. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the way that's the contract, both of those guys are looking at, and you just can't do that. Ryan, did you realize how many receiving yards Cortland Sutton has in the past three games combined? I'm going to guess 64. Damn close. 78. Wow. In the past three games, 26 yards per game. For your elite one receiver that wants 15 to 20 mil after this year? And a guy who this season has had 140 yards in a game, exactly, I believe. Exactly, exactly. There's no question the highs are there, and the ceiling is incredibly high. The lows can't be there when you're that good. And you saw how much it affects the Broncos' offense when neither he or Tim Patrick are going at the same time. Big time. And what's unfortunate is that onus usually falls on Tim Patrick. To make sure that uh, both of them aren't right. not going yeah. one day. Yeah, that's a and good point. The one time that Tim kind of has a little bit of an off game, he's not getting separation, the offense looks anemic. Yeah, that's a really good well, point. The offense almost always looks anemic, but you know what I'm saying. Yep, yep. The passing game. Yeah. 
It's true. Von Miller's Chicken Farm says, Howdy, gents. I was on board with Teddy until the piss-poor effort, then heaving the ball out of the end zone on fourth. I'm out on him and ready to move on. No place for that effort. Fant and Sutton efforts levels are getting close to that level. If you hear Drew Locke chance start from the end zone versus Lions, it was probably me. We need someone with some heart and fire. No insincere apologies when you're being roasted. Thanks for the pod, as always. Ryan, if they lose these next two games to the Chiefs and the Chargers uh, and they're in a position against the Lions where there could be booze, it's time to put Drew in. Yeah, I mean, it's... Because at that point, your season's done. And you got to get people in the seats at that point. And again, I'm not saying you put Drew out there because you think he's the future. The Broncos, to me, have already very clearly told me that Drew is not the future. Uh, And so if, if there's legitimate chance for Drew then it just means neither of these guys are your future. And I take back what I said about Teddy being the starter next year because he won't be. Oh, man. Um, I I honestly, and people are going to hate to hear this, I honestly have a really hard time imagining them playing Drew Luck. I, I don't disagree, though. Um, and it's not how I would do it. Right. But it's how I think they're going to do it. Um, it's going to have to be really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and – Maybe it gets there, but I just – I don't think they're going to bench Teddy Bridgewater for Drew Locke ever. Really don't think they're ever going to do that. I think they – the only – you know, these things happen where, like, Teddy's banged up and they say, like, oh, he's yeah. not going to go this week, mm-hmm. and that's how they get him in there. But I don't think you will see a moment where Teddy Bridgewater's taken off the field and Drew Locke is put in. I, I, I really don't think so. I wouldn't bet against that either, Ryan. I think you're spot on. Next one's from Ivory Hotline. Hello, boys. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm full-on cheering for the Broncos to make the playoffs. I know it isn't looking awesome after the Eagles lost, but I'm tired of rooting against my team. Sure, I want a better draft pick. Sure, I want a new QB in town. Don't get me started with the coaching. I really rooted for Vic and the gang, but it hasn't seemed to work out. I acknowledge that, but by golly, let's see some wins. One game uh, one game back, let's get to work. I, I mean, I don't blame you for this at all. No, I don't blame you at all, and you're spot on, Ivory Hotline. We talked about it on Monday, Ryan. The Broncos are too good to tank now. They're too, they're, it's impossible pretty much for them to get a top five pick. It's really unlikely that they're going to get a top 10 pick. So where they are right now, if they just keep going in this direction, or let's say they try to tank, uh, the 11th pick, what's that get you? We know what it gets you last year. Uh, it, you're not guaranteed the quarterback you like at all by any means. So at this point, you are better off or you're closer to making the playoffs than you are to truly tanking. So, Ivory Hotline, don't feel bad about cheering for the team to win. I, I no. totally feel And also the fact that the Broncos are one game out of first place in the AFC West. And I don't want to hear, and it's going to happen, but I don't want to hear from either side, you're a bad fan if you're cheering for the Broncos to win, or you're a bad fan if you're cheering for the Broncos to lose. Just let everyone do be a fan the way they want to be. Now, here's where I probably will say you should cheer for a loss, as if the Broncos are, there's no chance against the Chiefs at the end of the season, and you can go four draft spots up or four down, depending on if you win or lose. Then that's just smart to cheer for a loss. Yeah, and again, you're not going to be cheering for a loss, right, but there's right. be a part of you in the back of their head yeah. that just says like, "Yeah, eh, you'll be the, okay with right, it." Right, exactly. 
Dan Burke says, hey, guys, going to defend Sutton here. There's a comment below taking, talking about his effort level. I'm going to have to disagree with that. I rewatched the game, and Sutton was throwing guys around in the run game, which is something that goes unnoticed most of the time. The fact that he's in a contract year and isn't getting the targets in production uh, he'd like is probably weighing on his mind, but he's still making plays for the team. Is That's something to praise him for. I find it hard to criticize the effort of a player who does things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet and has been doing it all year. What do y'all think? I think it's great that he was working hard in the run game. Um, but again, that is the expectation. Right. Um, that is your job. Like, so working hard in the run game is good. That's great. You, uh, you need to see that. Um, I don't think he gets bonus points for that. Um, and I, 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 the effort level stuff is always really tough to criticize. I will say, not. I don't think it's a consistent thing where he's not giving his best. Right. But there's absolutely some plays out there this year where you say, whoa, that looked suspect. Right, yes. Especially, you know, and again, I gave him a break for the interception, whatever game that was, Raiders game. Yeah. Um, where, you know, he just, uh, he Teddy Bridgewatered it. Mm-hmm. He did. And he, he got away with it a lot more than Teddy did. He did. Um, but he was behind the play a little bit, so it was not quite as um, right, right. egregious. But he made zero effort on a turnover. Didn't just he just like walk Teddy. off the field? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, so that's you know that's where the commenter below is coming from, saying you know he's had some suspect effort. There's no way you can say that wasn't suspect. But I I defended him on that and said, hey, this is how he got hurt last year. I don't uh, you know. It's true. I understand where his mind was in that moment in a contract year, where he's still not a hundred percent. I kind of get it, but. You you, ha you can't not knock him for the effort. Though. Right, right. Very, very good point. Pig Tosser 66 says, I really miss the days of Wade's attacking style defense. He didn't sit back and let the offenses dictate. Vic's complex, in quotes, read and react defense is so weak. Nothing scary about it whatsoever. It basically works if the other team screws up. We don't force anyone. We don't dictate anything. This defense has no teeth, and it's laughable to hear us mentioned as a defensive team. Two very easy questions for George Payton to answer at the end of the season. Can you honestly ever see a Vic Fangio-led team hosting the Lombardi Trophy? And second, can you honestly ever see a Teddy Bridgewater-led team hosting a Lombardi Trophy? Those are the easy, easiest test questions you probably ever had to answer, Mr. Payton. And Pig Tosser 66, I totally see where you're coming from. And Ryan, that's kind of your test when you evaluate coaches mm -hmm. or players. And that's why... Obviously, I think the answer that you're pointing to, Pig Tosser, is no for both of those. And that's just why I think George Payton will turn to a rookie quarterback because that guy gives him a chance to win a Lombardi trophy, but he's going to want the veteran ahead of him. And that's why I say Teddy in 2022. It'll be interesting. I wonder what the rate will be on that. Um, because the best – Teddy Bridgewater's best attribute this year is that he costs a sixth-round pick and $6 million. Yep. Yeah, Like He is playing actually <laughs> above that. He may be one of the most valuable players in the NFL. <laughs> From a strictly money <laughs> yes. to what you're getting, which is a starting quarterback yeah. who de definitely at least doesn't embarrass himself on a weekly basis. On a weekly it, basis. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good value. But, but if you got to double that to have him be like your bridge quarterback next year, I'll be against that. Um, we are low on time here. I know we have a couple super chats Ooh. or at least one here. Okay, so let's hit that real quick. Uh, this one comes in from Gears Gains Games. 
Uh, why can't we just draft a QB every round until we get it right? <laughs> like, one of them is bound to hit and just pick up a bunch of undrafted guys. At least it's a plan. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would like it. Uh, gears, gains, and, and games, I think we're almost at the point where people would be okay with drafting a quarterback in the first round every single year until one hits. At least you won't miss out on the cycles like they have. It's very true. Um, yeah. You know, the, it's funny. The last team to draft two quarterbacks high was the Washington football team. They drafted RG3 in the first, and I believe Kirk Cousins in the third? Fourth. In the fourth. I think. Okay. And at the time, they were they were like memed over it. They, yep. they were high. They ended up one of the two hit. Yep. Now it didn't do anything for them long term, but everyone would take the production that Kirk Cousins gave yep. to yep. the football team and now to the Vikings. Now I just have to like separate myself from the dude <laughs> right, because right. even you know before this year, I just thought he sucks so much. Um, yeah, you're generous calling him a dude. Yeah, yeah. The I don't think a dad would call him a dude. To separate myself from the square. <laughs> um, but everyone would take the numbers. Yep. Oh, without a doubt. And the fact that every week you go into a game with Kirk Cousins, you think, like, we can win this game uh, if Kirk plays well. That's just why it's crazy they're four and five. Right. It is crazy, but they're just the Vikings. Yeah, it's really true. <laughs> it is really true. Uh, so it's – um, it's. I would like to see a plan. That's what I want to see. Uh, yep. You know, whether it comes out through sources or whatever, yep. Yep. I'd like to know yep. that George Payton has a vision – of what it looks like to fix the quarterback position. And if he, if someone said, like, George Payton's plan is to draft a quarterback in the first round every year until they get one, love it. I'd love it. Too bad you missed out on this first one because it looks like there's at least one that, that looks very good. Yep. And we had this conversation a little bit on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if Pat Shermer has Mac Jones looking like the Mac Jones that's a shoe-in for rookie of the year, um, offensive rookie of the year. Sorry. But... Uh, you can't live in that world. If, you ha if you're employing someone... Who you think, ah, I can't trust this guy to develop a quarterback, then you need to employ someone else. Or you should be gone. Yeah, right, a, right. A, a, absolutely with that. And, Ryan, speaking of that, and, and we want to know the plan, let's say they don't get a, a stud veteran in the offseason, they don't draft a quarterback, I would really love to hear some leaked information come out that said George Payton just thought this quarterback class was trash and he loves the one next year. Because if we don't at least get that glimmer of hope, and it is Teddy or it is, I mean, not, it's not going to be Geno Smith, but, like, guys along that level, mm -hmm. oh, man. <laughs> then we're just going to say it's John Elway 2.0. Yep, yep. And I love John for the first five years, but obviously, I mean, the past five years haven't been as good. Yeah, it's, uh, again, they missed the cycle, and I don't, I, I just, I'd love, I'd love to know what the thought on that was, because you, me, Mace, uh, you know, we weren't the only people out there saying, hey, just so you know, next year's quarterback class ain't looking promising. Although Mace was, you know, really high on Sam Howell. I think he's come back a little bit from that since. Yeah. Um, but it was all, everyone knew this. And it, we knew that the, like, we've known this many times. Mm -hmm. um, so I'd like to know what their thought was on that. And maybe it was that they were so in love with Pat Sertan they couldn't get past it. Anyways, uh, I think that wraps it up for us. Yep. If we miss your question, uh, of course, you can copy it over tomorrow and we'll get it then. Appreciate everyone who commented. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Uh, hit us with a like on YouTube if you can. And before we get out of here, just one last shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. msudenver.edu slash online where you can scope out all they have to offer. That does it for us on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We will be back with you tomorrow.
I'll take 